Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Anne, and I'm here with Dave. Hello, sorry. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast. Uh, I'm Anne and I'm here with Dave. Hi. And uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, the Nintendo news uh, spill, or rumours really, it's not really been confirmed. But um, Eurogamer got a bit of a, a scoop, potentially, if it turns out to be true. On uh, what the NX is going to basically be, which is a hybrid between a portable and a home console that you take out and about, and then when you get home, you detach the sides of the portable, which then become two pads, which I don't know if they go together or not, it's not clear, and then you dock this little screen, and then that then transmits it and it becomes a big screen on the telly. Yep. Sounds crazy. Sounds to me because it's, because of the portable element, it sounds to me like it's going to be a little bit lacking in the power. But apparently, it sits between a PlayStation Three and a PlayStation Four, somewhere in that remit. So, a powerful for a handhold, a weak for a home console. I would say in this this stage of the game. But then Nintendo don't always push the limits with the t- software, the t- with the uh, hardware, in terms of graphical fidelity. So what were your first impressions, Dave? Um, I don't know what to think of it at all, to be honest. Like, I mean, it, it really is one of those Nintendo ideas, isn't it? Or a bit like the Wii U, where it could be an absolute major success or it's just going to be a massive flop. I don't see it being in the middle. I think it's one or the other. Mm. Yeah. I think it could. Oh, it could be any of those things. I think it could be in the middle. I think it could do like fifty million, and that would not be a runaway success, but not be a flop. I just don't know who. I don't. I don't know who they're aiming at. I don't know who they're pointing this at. Uh, that's what. That's what really confuses me because, like I said to you earlier, I'm selling my Vita now. I'm just. I'm basically done with um, gaming on the go. It just doesn't interest me really. I, I have my fad on it, and it's. I know people might say oh, there's nothing on the Vita, but there is a lot. There are a lot of games on the Vita that interest me, but I just don't. And I've got a really good Vita collection, but I just cannot be bothered to turn it on and play, even when I go away or anything. They all just don't bother. Yeah, same so, as me. So, to me, I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to price. If it's two hundred pound or less, then I think it could be a big success for them. But and I think the one thing that might be detrimental in my opinion could be completely wrong is that I've heard it might be cartridge based it is I just can't see them getting third I know that Ubisoft have said this and EA have said it sounds great but how are they going to get third party support unless it's just digital third party support well I think there'll be a big download I mean apparently they toyed with the idea I mean none of this is official but apparently they toyed with the idea of not having any physical media and just having download like a smartphone but when you say cartridge, don't think like big chunky cartridges. Think more like a 3DS. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. a little thing. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to bump up the price of the games and that, but I mean, what I mean is how do they get the games that we are accustomed to now on those small cartridges? What's the maximum cartridge you can get nowadays? 32 gigabytes? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it would be, be lots and lots of gig, loads of gig, because you can get little 
uh, stick drives with like um, 64 gig, 128 gig, and, and up. Yeah but, yeah, but how much do those cost to buy? Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, like for example, just I know it's proprietary, the Sony um, Vita uh, memory sticks, but like if you buy a 16 gigabyte, I think it's something like 20 pounds. And it goes up and up and up to ridiculous amounts. I know you can get cheaper, like, once we freed, yes, you know, a lot cheaper. But at the same time, that price has to be factored in to a cartridge, doesn't it? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's not as cheap as a disc. For example, say Mafia 3. Is it Mafia 3? That's coming on Xbox, PlayStation 4. Say if it was announced for NX next year, mm-hmm. cartridge. Well, that would probably, I don't know, what size cartridge that would need. But let's go off, say, GTA 4, which is, I think, 42, 44 gigabyte. Uh-huh. Might be a bit less than that, so 40, 38, 40 gigabyte. God knows how much that cartridge would cost um, Take Two, or whoever it is who makes uh, it, publishes it, to buy that stock. Buy the and cartridges then, and load them up, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's where I think, personally, I believe third-party support will tail off big time or it will just go straight to digital. Well, it feels that this decision to go cartridges feels like they've put another barrier up for mm. third parties because Nintendo's relationship with third parties has always been a bit dicey. That's quite an interesting point, actually, to put it like that, like, like yeah, mm. so it's a barrier. Yeah. Of it. I mean, unless they just do it, Unless it's easy to port to it, although I shouldn't think it will be no Nintendo, then they could just do online. So they could just have it release it as like a, just as a download thing. I mean, when you heard that, when Sony came out, was it, um, how do you pronounce his name? Mark Cerny. Cerny, Cerny yeah. isn't it? Cerny, yeah. When he came out, he says, I went around all the studios around Europe, America, and I spoke to them, third parties, you know, what they wanted. It, to me, I can't see any... I mean, I'm... I know I don't work in the community. I have a cousin who does work in game development now. And I'd ask, I'll ask him about it later, but I can't see many people saying to Nintendo if they did do this, yeah, cartridges are fine. <laughs> do that. I just, I don't, because, no, I don't think that's, I don't, what do you think? I don't see. I think in terms of the, the, the handheld part of it, because remember it's a hybrid, it's handheld. And yeah, yeah. I think that's fine because. All Nintendo's handhelds have always run off a cartridge. Yeah, but it's it's scaling it up, isn't it? Like you've just been talking about how much memory is going to be needed. How how cheaply can they produce these cartridges? Yeah, it's the that knock, it's knock on effect for consumers, isn't it? Because mm. when when oh. when uh, Sony put out a game on a Blu-ray, that disc has cost them next to nothing. Yeah, and it still costs forty quid. Or fifty yeah. quid new, and all that money is divvied up between retailers, Sony, and the developers, and whoever else takes a cut. Yeah. So when you factor in a big wedge of that, big wedge of that, um, a big cut just to the fact that it's on a cartridge, everyone's mm-hmm. taking less and or with they're charging more, which I don't think they they can they they can't do that. That's that's crazy. They'll lose straight away. I mean, it irritates a lot of people nowadays when you see um, if you follow a lot of these. Um bargain sites on Twitter and Facebook, they'll post, say, for example, Mafia, Lego, whatever games, and then like 20 to £23, <clears throat> even less than that sometimes, on PC. And then yeah. it's the same thing on PS4 and Xbox the next day, £34, £32. You think bloody hell, £10 difference on every game, if not more. 
And then if you do see a difference with the next if it's five, six pound more, you have to factor that in, don't you? Don't mm-hmm. want to pay five, six pound more for a game. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. I'm not it's interesting. I don't, yeah, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Because we don't know whether the market, whether people will just take to it because they want the system. Yeah, if the system, if, if it appeals, it's going to do well, basically, and everyone will have to come and play ball. No, well, they won't have to. They do have the option of just doing PlayStation and just doing uh, Xbox. I don't know. I feel like they're going. I feel like they've already. They're not going to have third party support. I feel like that's already starting to look like it's going to be the case again. When studios who come out, and I mean, I know Ubisoft uh, saying that that they're excited by what they've seen. Um, I don't know if it was EA or Take Two who said. Um, it's they're excited and it's interesting what Nintendo are doing, but regardless of that, like Take Two, they make huge games, huge gaming Massive, worlds. Yeah. So and so for them to say that does that hint that that you know they will be porting their games to it, like you know GTA Four maybe Five is it? Sorry, mm. or will they be going down the digital route? Whereas you know like like they do on PlayStation and Xbox now, where they just keep Shipping out GTA 3, GTA 2, GTA 1, mm. Vice City, San Andreas, and people keep lapping them up and purchasing them. Mm. Well, the, other, the other thing is, if if it is a lot of online only, how are Nintendo going to deal with that? Because they are also quite renowned for putting out tiny, tiny hard drives. This is what I was going to say to you. I was going to say this, but this, to be fair to Nintendo, with the 3DS, you can put any memory stick in, can't you, to boot? boost up the memory storage. Yeah, and hopefully that'll be the case. You can do that with Wii U. I think you can, can't you? Uh, I don't know. Can, there is a there is a memory uh, SD card slot. I've never used it. Yeah, I think you can. And I think you can use external hard drives. I'm not 100% about that, but I think Nintendo will have done that. You can use external but, hard drives, but don't forget this whole console comes with you. It goes out and about. So you won't be able to use an external that hard drive at all. I don't know about you. If if this entices me to purchase it, it, it really wouldn't be leaving the house unless my son said, "Oh, can I take it on the car journey?" But personally, for me, I won't. I just can't get into handheld gaming again. It's weird, isn't it? And also, how small is this going to be? And if it, how is it going to have everything you want from a home console when it's so small? I think the thing that annoys me with it that sounds quite annoying to me personally. I know some people, it's a first word problem. Hmm. But I've got a PlayStation upstairs uh, next to the TV box, and it, it grates me to just keep swapping the HDMI cable between them. Yeah, I'm the same. I hate that. So if you're not you if you're using this um, NX at home, you have to plug it in. Then you want to take it out. You've got to unplug it and then plug it back in, and then unplug it, and then plug them back in. And No, no, I think it just docks. I think it literally just, you put it in a cradle. Oh, so you can leave the cradle in, and it's already plugged in. Yeah, that's so it, yeah. That. Oh, that's quite clever then, yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I, I really don't... I mean, I don't know a lot about tech these days, but how much power can it have if it is like a dock and like a tablet? I don't know. Because, I mean, look at... Look at, like, take a tablet, like you just mentioned. Look at the top-end tablets now. Yeah. They're not producing graphics akin to, or games on the same level and scale as, like, Uncharted 4 or anything else on the PlayStation 4. And although they look good on tablets, because they're scale, they're on these tiny screens, if you stretch them out onto a big screen, they would probably look quite 
you know, they probably wouldn't look that great with their textures and jaggies. Mm-hmm. But that's what Nintendo are proposing, to take it from the small screen to the big screen. The dock, apparently, the reports, and the, again, it's all rumour, but it seems pretty solid rumour. The yeah. reports say the dock doesn't do anything apart from transfer the image to the telly. It doesn't add any oomph, doesn't add any memory, doesn't do anything else. It just takes it from the small screen to the big screen. So everything that, that, that it can do, the NX, is in that handheld. Basically, yeah, like Chromecast, Apple TV, just beams it to the big screen, the, the dock does. Yeah, that's it. So, so that Zelda game we've seen recently, that's basically running on the tablet. Yeah. So and that looks amazing, that, that game. That's the Wii U version they've shown, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, the, if the tablet cannot be much more powerful than that. No. So those visuals we saw about a year, a year and a half ago, what was all that about? Because that, those visuals we saw about a year and a half ago looked way better than the ones we've seen recently. Do you think? That's not, definitely. That's not the ga- knocking the game player or anything like that. I thought the original um, trailer we saw looked a lot better. So it makes me think that because the Wii U has obviously no way about it, flopped as a piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, have Nintendo kind of changed direction as if to say, look, we can't get down the pair of rooms because of Sony's, like, to be fair, massive success with the PS4. And even to an extent, I know Microsoft aren't keeping up with Sony, but they are still selling good numbers. For where they were. I don't know. I don't know if there's space in the, in the market anymore. Do you know what I mean? I I'm not an analyst, but I just mm. don't know space in the market for this. For, for you know, for a third but there's still console. a market for people who just want Nintendo games. But it does genuinely seem that that market is shrinking. Yeah. And I think what Nintendo's trying to do is they've got their, they know they've got a so many people who just buy their home consoles, I suppose that's more the adult audience, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 11 million we use, and then they know they've still got this pretty big market, handheld market, and I think what they're trying to do, obviously, is bring them both together into one ecosystem. I honestly feel like they, the 3DS might have been the last handheld because phones yeah. are taking over. I was, yeah. I was quite surprised. Well, that's obvious because Nintendo started then making mobile games. Yeah, but I was quite surprised when they came out with the handheld home console hybrid because it's like, I honestly thought they were just going to go home console only and get rid of the handheld. I know the handheld is currently the most successful, but it's no, I don't think it's going to get better than it is with phones. Yeah, the size are going to decline with each generation. If they keep releasing handhelds, aren't they? They are going to keep declining. Yeah. I know they've had a massive boost to last week with the Pokemon 3DS bundles, but it's it, it's like a spike, isn't it? Because of the success of um, Pokemon Go, people are just, you know, they're probably getting those for the kids for birthdays, Christmas, whatnot already, while there's deals on. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not false economy, but it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's not like those sales will continue. Like with the Wii U, when Mario Kart came out and... Splatoon came out, they had huge sales spikes, didn't they? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, two weeks later, they just fell on their arse again. Well, that's something, I mean, rumours came out, you pointed them out to me just before we started recording, that the, the, there are three big games that are going to be out in the first six months of the NX's launch. So obviously, you've got Zelda. Yeah. They're working on a new Mario game, which makes sense, because 
that hasn't been one for a little while, and a Pokemon game by Game Freak. So will the Pokemon game resemble the 2D um, top-down ones that we've seen on previous handhelds, or is this going to be the one that Poke fans have wanted since the end Nintendo 64, and going to be a fully 3D realised 3D world adventure game? Well, that would if if they had a Pokemon game to launch in the launch window, like the first month, it would probably send sales through the roof because of the current. But then again, we don't know how, how well how many people will still be playing Pokemon Go by the time this launches. Is it March? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's boom and bust, isn't it? Is it everything in the mobile world? It's so quick and it's so rapid, and then it goes almost as quickly as it came. I was going to say, like, without you know. Sounding completely down on it because you know I'm, I don't have any interest in it. But the people who was always talking about it last week, you know, uh, uh, I said to them, "How many you up to now?" He's like, "I haven't played it for a bit now," and it, <laughs> it has died off for a lot, a lot of people I know. And I'm going to guess that's the way for for a lot of people. It's just something they might play now and then if they get a notification. Or, but it's done its job. It's bumped the shares up. They're probably making a few million a day off it. Yeah easily at the moment I think but then they've had trouble with it it's been um, it's been glitchy and buggy they've pulled out features to make it run better and people want the features back everyone's moaning about it on online but it's still got a lot of active players I'm still playing it I still love it I think it's brilliant I can't believe I'm still playing it I thought it was I wasn't interested when it was coming out yeah. I got it the day after because someone else I was with was playing it I thought oh, I'll give it a go might talk about it on the podcast, and I'm instantly hooked, and I'm still playing. Oh, I think it's brilliant, and I think when the new when the features they took out come back, it's going to be even better, as long as they work properly. Well, um, I read an interesting piece, or heard on the radio, but um, I live in Wolverhampton, and the next to us is a borough called Dudley. You've, you've heard Dudley, so you went there, didn't you? And um, have I been to Dudley? I thought you said you went to Dudley Zoo. Or Danny did last oh, year. Yeah, yeah, Danny went to Dudley Zoo. Well, Dudley Zoo, Dudley's got this really nice park, um, you know, um, owned by the council, obviously. And um, in this park, I don't know if it's a poker stop or something like this, or gym, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it's anyway. The council have asked for whoever it is to make the game to remove it out of their local park and put it somewhere else because the, um, the litter around the park's gone through the roof. Oh, no. Bloke come on the radio and he says, I don't know why they're saying that because I was over there with all these other Pokemon players and we were cleaning up the mess and helping out the council. And then it was just a bit of an argument on there. Some bloke was come over and says, Well, that's not what I saw. I saw people playing the game, <laughs> having picnics and just leaving rubbish everywhere. It's like, Oh, so you don't know who to believe, but well, been, you can't, you, that's just you can't tarnish everyone with the same brush, can you? Not all okay. the Pokemon players will drop litter. No, but, you know, I mean, I know it's about bringing people together, the game is, in a way. Mm. I don't know, I suppose the council have got roads to ask them not to put it there. Yeah, lots of places have asked um, for stuff to be removed, and the update did remove a few. There was um, a big um, Holocaust memorial in America, which asked to be removed because it was, they felt it was a bit disrespectful. Because people oh, were, yeah, not because the people were being disrespectful, but they were there on their phones, not there yeah. for the memorial. Memorial, totally which, agree, yeah. Yeah, which is a little bit, yeah, it's not quite right, is it? No. 
So they've removed that, and they've removed a few others. But the church are apparently getting getting on board with it, and they're setting up because Pokestops basically are they're always centered around a piece of local art or a sculpture or a historic building. So there are loads of churches and old pubs. So yeah. landlords are like dropping Pokemon lures to get the Pokemon players to go to the pub. Yeah. So they go to the pub and they drink and they catch Pokemon and everyone's happy. And the churches yeah. apparently are going to get on board and try and connect with the young people and have like drinks and refreshments out the front of the churches. Oh, I've not boy. seen this firsthand, but it just... But let's not get into that. Uh, you did what the other day? I'll tell you a bit later. <laughs> I don't want to bore you with my and anyone who was listening to my religious views. Uh, but uh, back on the next quickly, then um, to wrap it up, I am. It all depends on the launch games. Um, Zelda's never been a huge seller for Nintendo, so I don't see that being a massive system seller for them. Uh, I, the Zelda fans are the most hardcore. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The Zelda fans are going to buy the system for it, or maybe just buy it for the Wii U. That's another point, isn't it? You know, you haven't actually got to upgrade the next to play the Zelda game. Mm-mm, it's not an exclusive. Which it's could not... be a bit... Could yeah. knock, us out, knock the sales on it, really. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you know, Michael Pachter is it the analyst who gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, or whatever it is, to make these guesses. He's basically doing what we do, and um, <laughs> it is guesswork. I, I don't know. Do you? What, what do you think? I don't know how it's going to do. I think we don't know enough yet to get a really good grasp on it. How the media treat it is going to be a big thing. What they call it will be a big thing. How much they put behind on the marketing would be a big thing. And those yeah. launch games are going to be critical. Zelda isn't enough to make people switch from the Wii U because I don't think there's going to be a big step up in graphics or anything like that. I don't think no. it's going to offer it much more. So it needs to have that Mario game needs to be, maybe if not at launch, guaranteed for within a week. Because when the Wii U launched, it was like, it was like, oh yeah, Pikmin's coming. It's going to be like, on launch and then it wasn't quite on launch and then it slipped months and was really really late and there was nothing on the Wii U at first nothing I is that true even... what... oh sorry go on sorry I'll cut you off then sorry mate I was going to say I, <laughs> I was going to say I can't even remember what I was playing when I first got my Wii U I know I got it I set it up I was enjoying mm. like the new interface and everything it's like well I guess I'll play on my Playstation 4 again <laughs> yeah. or 3 yeah. or whatever I was on at the time because it just wasn't there was nothing to play, and that stayed the same for a long time, and that's what hurt it. So if they can't get a good, strong launch lineup, like a really strong launch lineup that appeals to lots of different people, yes. and it doesn't get that big start, then it's not going to yeah. do well. It needs a big, big start. It does. Um, I was going to say, what was I going to say? I've totally forgot now. That was it. The one thing I find quite interesting with the cartridge-based thing is... Um, no backwards compatibility, I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's been kind of touted as well. And because the Wii U used two screens, although I guess you could use two screens with this, couldn't you? It might be possible, because it does have a second screen. It's the portable screen. So it, yeah. could, do, it could do backwards compatibility with the Wii U. Yeah. Because, well, not backwards compatibility, but, I mean, you could download old games. It could... Like um, yeah, Wii U games, like, like, Part Eight deal on disc and stuff like that. You can't then play them through the NX, can you? 
No, that's not what I mean. I mean, you could sell the games back. It could work that way, like the virtual console stuff. <laughs> sell the games back. As in, Nintendo could sell them to you again. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That definitely could happen. Uh, yeah, but... Yeah, but that, that that's what I was going to say is another interesting point because on this forum I'm on, um, a couple of the Nintendo fans like for years have been saying the one thing you can guarantee with Nintendo backwards compatibility, etc., etc. So, um, no, my point would be now is because they've been saying it was a great move by Microsoft, which it was to the to the, to the backwards compatibility on the X One, and there was like ridiculing Sony for, you know, releasing PS2 games with trophies for the PS4 because they seem to be making a bomb out of it from the recent financial <laughs> financials. And um, to me now, I'd be interested to see what their thoughts are on the NX now that we, we possibly know it's not going to be backwards compatible. And if you want those games, you will probably have to repurchase them. But hopefully this is the last time. If they need to, they need to sort out a lot of this online stuff out. These uh, yeah. accounts that carry over, your gamer tags need to carry over. When you bought something once, it needs to remember that. So you yeah. can not have to pay for it ten times over in the future if you want that game again. Whether they're going to do trophies, stars, whatever. Some sort trophies of and stars. And I think uh, another thing we haven't really mentioned is how it's going to look. It needs to look appealing. It needs to look like a nice, desirable Sexy. piece of kit and not yeah. like a, a Tonka toy. Yeah. And did you worry about the build quality of these things clicking constantly being clicking on and off on the sides? I do. I honestly think that's going to be like an option, but they also need to sell a proper not clicky off pad to use at home. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, it's got to come with a proper pad. If it comes with those things on the side and you take them off and play games, to me, that would be a bit of a bummer that you'd have to then go and buy another, like, say, Pro Controller, for example, because it's just adding cost onto the hardware yeah that's another thing cost we haven't really touched on cost i mean i've written a thing on our tumblr about this and i didn't really yeah. go into the cost side of it but yeah. um that's going to be crucial and it needs to be needs to be almost suppose... impulse buy which is difficult because it's a big expensive piece of kit i presume but it needs to be cheap enough that it, you think oh that's not bad for what it is you well i saw a piece today on um I think it was IGN or Video Gamer, and it was just basically UK re- game retailers are saying that the Wii, the Nintendo NX has to come in at £200 or less, otherwise it's... Just it's, under you know, chance. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that, because you're going to be able to pick up PS4s for probably close to £200 the other, after Christmas 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get them for £220, £230 now, can't you? Mm-hmm. So the Neo will come out, and that will definitely have, mean that Sony have to knock down the price of the standard, I hate that title, standard <laughs> unit, the Miller system, because they'll want to make the um, the uh, Neo look like the premier version, won't they? I don't think Nintendo's going to come out and it's going to be that cheap. You know, I don't think it can, because it comes with a screen. Mm, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. And it's got to be a touchscreen, hasn't it? It's got to be a touchscreen. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a better touchscreen than they've ever done before. Yeah, it's got to be like Vita, Vita standard at least. Yeah, multi-touch as well, because they've only ever done the one touch. Because only register one touch at a time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. They've got a lot of things to... A lot of questions still to answer. They need to shove it off so we can have a good look at it. And apparently that, that's going to happen in September, apparently. 
So we haven't got long to wait. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting period. I mean, they announced that a week before. Are we, um, are we talking VR? I was going to say, is our segue? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I haven't heard anyone mention this. I don't know if that's because they're all on, they're not allowed to, and, you, and they know and they're not allowed, and they've all been told not to, because it seems like an obvious thing to think. But the the little, the uh, middle of the NX that comes out the screen, you mm-hmm. could feasibly turn it into like a Google Cardboard situation and have like a, a VR headset there. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Saw that. Oh, on my thing I wrote. I think I think I saw it on there and I saw it on Twitter. Oh. But um, yeah, it just we'll segue straight into the VR, shall we? It just seems to have gone very, 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 very quiet. Yeah, you were saying this, weren't you, to me on text? Considered to me, because the PCs are the powerhouse for these systems. You know, they're going to get the best results out of them. And to me, it just seems that there doesn't seem to be a lot of reporting on sites about the games, um, how immersive, you know, no pieces, opinion pieces, you know, about how immersive it is and people are still enjoying them and it just seems to have died off really fast. Well, I still don't really know of any games that are, that are on the PC ones. Not any know, games. Actually. But, you know, but the you know, in some left release that game, I can't think what it's called. But um, I don't, I don't hear about any other games coming out and them saying, yeah, this is the next big thing for VR for Oculus. And you know, just I, I read something the other day about um, Minecraft's getting a, it's going to be Oculus Rift, um, compatible. It's just, I don't know. It feels, it feels to me like it. They're waiting. Everybody, everything's waiting for PlayStation to join the party. Yeah, the console manufacturers. Mm. But I just think at the price it's currently set for PlayStation, I, I, personally, I don't think. I think it's probably going to sell out initially, but I think it's going to be a bit like the move, and the move sold really well for a month or two, and then <laughs> there's no other games coming out for you, and it just died off. <laughs> the, move was a, the move was a weird one, wasn't it? Because they didn't make any games for that after launch, not one. Well, they, they had a few, you know, you had Sports Champions 2 and you had the Wonderbook games and there were a few other titles, but nothing great. No, that was that was a flop. There was no conviction in that, was there, at all? That's why I have no... Um, um, I just I don't think Sony reliable with third-party support or anything and just don't, you know, like, no, sorry, not peripherals, extra peripherals and stuff like that. I just don't think you can buy that and think they'll support it well well that's Sony of old this is the new Sony that's true I mean look at Adrift that came out looks fantastic that does to be uh, fair and um, I really want to pick that up but for someone like you probably thinking yeah I'll hold off on that but then they announce that it's they're not they're not going to make a VR version for the for um, PlayStation VR for someone like you probably thinking well I'm getting VR that would probably be slightly annoying yeah, is it going to be VR on the play- on PC then? I think it's already VR on PC. See, I thought I didn't. I wasn't expecting that game to get released anytime soon because I thought it was a VR game for PlayStation. What a drift! Yeah, I was surprised when you said, "Oh, it drifts on the store." I was like, "Is it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was launched in VR and uh, and it got. I think it got some really good praise for its fit for virtual reality. It looked, it, looked, it looked really good that game. Even without VR, it still looks like it. I'll pick it up at some point. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it seems to have gone, you know, like outside the launch titles. Sony not showing anything for me. They should have something in development for like next year, saying, yeah, this is our launch batch, but this is what we've got coming next year as well." And yeah, this is what know, this is what's in the works. We're not giving up on it if it doesn't sell well in the first six months, but you know, this is what will be coming to it. Because yeah. like system, my interest peaked a little bit recently. There's still nothing out there saying to me, yeah, this is why you've got to have spend £350 on this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 390 if you haven't got the camera. (laughs) You love that, don't you? You love dropping that in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. And that's a month. That's October. That's launch. I'm so excited. And then just after I get it, they're going to show it in the internet, yeah. and I'm going to be like, oh, I want that too. <laughs> and then, uh, what is it, next week's No Man's Sky? I can't wait for that to come out and to hear people's thoughts on it, and then hear the same people's thoughts a month later. <laughs> yeah, you should make some little clippings on your, uh, on the floor mm-hmm. here on. Yeah, just make a little note, yeah. a few little notes of what people are saying. Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll be doing a lot of uh, screenshots and then... <laughs> Um, I am looking forward to that game. I'm I, I'm hoping it's going to be as good as people are expecting, but um, I've got this feeling it's going to be like after a few planets, a few hours, it's going to be like yeah, rinse and repeat. Did you see that guy got a copy? Is one in the wild, one copy in the wild. Yeah, paid like two thousand dollars for it, was it? I don't know what he paid for it, but um, yeah. yeah, apparently he's already got to the center of the universe, which was supposed to take. An exceptionally long time. First year is, didn't they? Mm, something like that, just over 30. So if you want to know what is at the centre of the universe in this massive game, you can now find out if you are so inclined. I think that's going to hurt it, because I think that, that, that race to the centre of the universe was quite a, a big selling point. Yeah, I mean, if people... I mean, I'll probably read what I probably will find out, because I, I don't I have no interest in playing it whatsoever. So I probably will read upon that. I've, what you I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know. I want to know what it's about. I want to play it. But if it's a game that needs too much time, like an investment of too much time, then I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I think like it's the it's a bit like Minecraft, isn't it? That you can either just enjoy the game mechanics, or you can actually go on this mission to find the center of the universe. Mm. And if I played it, I would probably be trying to get to the centre of the universe ASAP. Yeah. But I'm not interested in it enough now. I was when it was first announced, but since then, with each passing video, I've got more and more fed up seeing it. Mm. So I think it's a massive now from me. That's the sort of game that I would appreciate on... Um, I know it's impossible, but on my phone or on the NX, where I could just watch telly yeah. and cruise about. Yeah. It's going to sell bundles anyway. It's going to sell shitloads of copies. But there's also going to be shitloads of copies back on shelves the following week. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Might wait a bit and get it cheap. <clears throat> um, what else? Have you been playing any games lately? Um, You've been on a bit of a TV and film binge, haven't you? Yeah, I've, played, I've been dabbling in mainly like, you know, like sports games, like Drive Club. Um, ouch. Um, 
I bought PGA Golf. It was £6.50, and I thought, so I'll take a gamble. Mm. I'm quite impressed with that. So, I mean, if I'd have paid 50 quid, I think I would have been gutted. But for £6.50, it is good. It's definitely better than the golf club. Feels like there's a game there, whereas golf club feels like, not a tech demo, but they've got the mechanics down. This is what we've got to add some modes now, and they haven't really put any thought into the modes. Mm-hmm. Just gave you the basics. Whereas um, PGA, yeah, I, I like it. It's all right. It's not the. It's nowhere near their best game, but is it the current game? Say again. Is that their current PGA? Yeah, it is. I don't know if they'll ever make another one. It bombed, didn't it? Styles Wars and with the critics. Did it? Yeah. They should make that like an online. Not a subscription, but almost like a free to play, and you can buy new courses and buy different things, and just you can yeah, just do it for free. The golf really is the perfect game for that free to play mode because basically you could, you like you say, you could um, you could put the game out for free because you don't really need to keep updating the mechanics. You don't know. You could yeah, touch it up every once in a while, but you don't need to. You could add all the professional golfers and you could say, if you want to buy them, they're £1.52 a piece. Each professional golfer gets bought, gets a cut of that. Mm-hmm. And then you could have stuff like, if you want to buy proper golf sets, you could have that. And, you know, like you just says golf courses, and you could say, if it's a free-to-play game, you can play two rounds a day, but if you want to play an extra, you know, you can buy extra rounds. That's Yeah, that's, that's good. <clears throat> that would generate more money than my plan of selling... Different coloured yeah. tank tops and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to me that would make more sense. Yeah, and it would, but, uh, it would get rid of that barrier too of like, like you said, fifty quid for a new golf game. It's a lot for a golf game. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the old PGA games—they used to have so much content in them. I didn't even blink about paying forty pounds for them. I had loads, mm. but it just feel quite. Scaled back to previous games. I think EA like really tightening the um, budgets of what they spend on their, you know, their um, kind of fringe sports franchises. Yeah. But yeah, it's a decent game. Um, back on Drive Club, just trying to level up the, the, all the cars and the accolades mm. slowly. Um, I've been played quite a bit of pure pool, but I've kind of gone off it again a little bit. I've right okay, ahead. Yeah. I keep seeing you on Pure Pool. Yeah, because I've got the snooker version as well on there. I paid for that. And they're both really... The mechanics in that are really good. But the AI is just... Oh, a cheating bastard. <laughs> it's, so, it's so annoying. They, they play, they've got easy shots on. They play a ridiculous shot at the table. And they, they pot it, and it comes back perfect for another colour. And you're like, oh, piss off. Like, do you know what I mean? Which, like, you really do have to rage quit against the AI, otherwise you just tear something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a good game. It's probably better just against friends. But um, that's it. Otherwise, I've been binging on TV and films. I played um, Abzu. Yeah, that looks fantastic. When I say looks, I do mean visually. I don't know, like, gameplay-wise, if it's fantastic. It does look very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's... Just a bit of background for anyone that doesn't know. The one of the art directors who worked on Flower and Journey with that game company broke off, formed his own studio, um, and made this game, which 
looks a bit like Journey Underwater, it's a, it's like a scuba diving mechanic, you're underwater with loads of fish. But it's not got that Journey feel, it's not got that Journey, it doesn't hit that same heights as Journey. It's got a lot more, uh, it felt more like Flower to me. Is it better than Flower? I can't decide, I'm not sure. I, th- I think flows up there with Journey, I do. Do you? Because I think yeah. Journey is in another league. I think Journey is one of the best games ever. I do. I hold it in such high regard that this game really only had room to disappoint me. If I'd gone in there with expectations of this is going to be like Flower, then I probably would have been better. I think it feels like Flower because you're underwater and Flower, you play as the wind. Yeah. You're not like on a platform, whereas in Journey, you're on a platform. See, I've got no expectations at all for Abzu apart from that it looks nice. So I think I might get more out of it than other people. Yeah. So I heard some people saying, oh man, I can't wait to play this. I was a massive fan of Journey. And I enjoyed Journey. I thought it was a really good game, but I didn't love it to bits. Mm. Like a lot of people did. I loved it. I thought it was so good. But this is more akin to Flower. If you got on with Flower, you'll love this. Yeah. And it is very, yeah. very, it is, it's so, it is very, very pretty. It's got... Yeah, the fish, I mean, there's a lot, obviously you're underwater, there's a lot of fish, but um, the physics of them is incredible. Yeah. Really, like when you get a shoal of fish, they look really good, really impressive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I did enjoy it, but I did feel a little bit disappointed because I had that expectation set by Journey. And I shouldn't really have either because it's not the same company, it's not the same people, it's just one guy with a new team doing his own thing. And Journey had that extra bit of, uh, that extra element, which I've not seen anywhere else since either, where that they get a random co-op partner just would drop in like online. That. I loved that. I thought that was fantastic. I can't stand stuff like that. I hate it. <laughs> I really did hate that because when I played, it ruined my first experience of Journey because I just had some twat running around solving everything before I, so I had to turn it offline because mm. the first two parts, you just solved everything. It was just doing that, that you know, when you call him towards you, like, that mm. those funny noises. I was just like, oh, go and piss off. Like, you just, I'm trying to lose myself in this, and I can't. I think you came to Journey quite a bit later, didn't you? Because I was nagging you to play it for months. I actually bought it. I had it a week earlier than release through PlayStation Plus. So it was one of the offers they did. Mm. And I never, I never played it until probably two years after release. Mm, you should have jumped on it straight away because then you wouldn't have had that annoying person running away. Everyone was doing it together and on the same level. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much and didn't mind the interaction with the random players who you couldn't talk to, you couldn't communicate with, you didn't know know their name. told you their name, their game name at the end when you finished the whole game said you have been playing with, you know. I don't like that though because games with intrigue and storytelling like that I want to be on my own. But, I want to... but the, the the whole concept of journey was it's like it's a metaphor of life journey, isn't it? And you go on this journey and you meet random people and some of them you like, some of them you don't. You work together or you go your separate ways or you can go on a big portion of the game with them. <clears throat> I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. But anyway, yeah, Abzu doesn't quite live up to what I wanted it to. Yeah. But I think you probably get, like you said, you get more out of it than I would. But it's very short. I did it in two evenings, and I didn't. I don't think I put a lot of time in each evening. 
Mm. And I didn't really, I didn't really get, didn't really get the story it was trying to tell or the message it was trying to convey. I feel like it was a lot clearer in Flower and in Journey. But yeah, yeah it, it was good. I would, if you enjoyed Flower, I would, and you weren't that fussed with the Journey, I'd say you'd enjoy this. Sound. I'm going to pick it up. I'm just not intrigued to pay sixteen pound for it, especially knowing it's only two hours. Is that what I paid for it? You are. Is that what I paid for it? No, you pre-ordered it, didn't you, for twelve pound or something? Oh, but yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't that interested in playing it straight away anyway, and I just, you know, and that's not me saying it's not worth sixteen pound, but I don't want to pay sixteen pound for something that I'll probably will only play through once. Yeah, I think I might play through it again just because now I know what it's about. I can take up more time a bit more. I'd flow through like four or five times and every now and then I'd just put it on and play through a random stage. Yeah, it's good, isn't it, Flower? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pick it up, but not yet. Mm. Anything else you've been playing on? Not that I've been playing, apart from Pokemon Go, but we touched on that earlier and I think everyone, yeah, who's, everyone who's playing it knows what's going on and everyone who isn't is probably sick of hearing about it, so I'm not going to go on about it yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're either in it or you're not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, let's talk about um, what you've been uh, what you've been binge watching, Dave. What you've been seeing? Well, we can't talk about the one because some idiot didn't finish it. <laughs> this oh, Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm I'm yet to finish Stranger Things. There are two things I promised in the last podcast. Have you listened to the last one? Did you Did you listen? I haven't listened to it yet, no. Go on. So, Stranger Things, I'd said we'd talk about the next the second half of the season in this episode, and we're not going to do that. Yes. And I also said, because it finished mid-conversation between me and you, you lost power, and I wrapped yeah. up without you. And I just asked you, if you eat vegetables, what you're like with eating <laughs> your vegetables, and it cut off. So I promised the listeners that we'd find out if you're quite good with your vegetables and eat a lot. So, yes. so let's just do that quickly. Okay. Do you eat vegetables, Dave? Yes. What, like all of them, or have you got some you hate? I I only eat peas, garden peas, if they're in quarries. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't. And if I see more than five or six bunched up, I won't eat them, even in a quarry. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, can't eat cucumber. You don't. Can't eat cucumber. Oh my god, you're like the opposite to me. I love peas and I love cucumber. Son loves cucumber. I can't stomach cucumber. Um, I love tomatoes, but they give me ulcers really bad. Oh. Um, I love cherry tomatoes. Um, is that a fruit or a vegetable? Um, it's classed as a vegetable, but I think technically it is a fruit. Yeah. Um, lettuce, cabbage, broccoli. Yeah, I eat it all basically. I like those peas in the kind of shells. Do you know what I mean? Like the runner beans. The runner beans in the little pipes. Yeah, runner beans. Yeah, I like them. Um, I like the ones that are in the kind of in the shells, which you can see the bean, the peas protruding through. Love those as well. So are they snap peas? They are. Are they called snap peas? I'm not very good at my veg. I basically eat peas. Yeah, love them. I don't eat other vegetables, but I do eat the majority. Do you like peppers? Yeah. There's your vegetable question done. <laughs> yeah, all right, we can move on now. <clears throat> um, yeah, so let's talk about the TV we've been watching and the films. I tell you, I can tell you what I've finished watching, which I have yeah. done, which is the reason I haven't watched Stranger Things is because I'm watching it with my other half, Danny, 
and she's been uh, busy, so I haven't had a chance to watch it. But I've managed to finish um, Preacher, which is uh, oh, Amazon, yes, Amazon Prime. That's so good. I'm gutted you can't watch it because you haven't got Prime, because it is really good. It's heavily oh, stylized. Oh. It's oh, it's funny, but it's it's really hard hitting as well. It's Dominic Cooper. Yeah, Dominic Cooper and that other British guy who was the um, the comedic relief in Misfits, the last season of Misfits. I haven't seen that. That's pretty good, Misfits. Surprisingly good. It was. I enjoyed that. But yeah, Dominic Cooper and that guy who I don't know his name, unfortunately. He's. You know about that Misfits guy? Is that like Jack Summit? I don't know, he's the tall guy, really tall and skinny. Yeah, does he do the Samsung adverts on the TV? No idea. He's on He's on that League of the Round, isn't he, on Sky Sports? Is he? Okay. I'm going to have to Google oh, yeah, it. I'll Google it in a bit. Okay, anyway, yeah. Love it. Love, 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 love um, Preacher. Mm. There, there's going to be a season two as well, definitely. It's too many... I mean, they make the loose ends pretty obvious at the end. They show the loose ends and, like, mm, this is what you can expect in the next season. But, yeah, really stylized, really gritty, really funny as well. Mm. Um, it's quite... If you didn't know it came from a com- comic book, you could probably guess because it's... There's something about it. I don't know. The, maybe it's the way it's been stylized, it's, but it's, it's really good. Anyone who gets a chance to watch that, I would recommend... Yeah, I do want to see that. I thought the trailer was very good for that. Mm. It wasn't uh, what I was expecting, by the way. Not at all. I've got so much TV. There's just too much good TV on. It's just impossible to keep up with at the moment. <laughs> it is. Netflix is ridiculous. There's just too much on there. I know. You've got to let me know what you're watching as well when you watch Netflix so I can watch. It's just well. random. I'll, I'll go on there to watch, like, finish screen. And then... I'll end up watching, like, like the other day, or ended up watching Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. <laughs> yeah. So, I know you have yeah. just watched Wolf of Wall Street, which I think I've yeah. spoken about when I watched it on, I think I was talking on the podcast about it. What did you think of it? It was all right. I didn't think it was as good as people made it out to be. Um, I do like Scorsese, but um, I felt that this was very stylized. Mm. And I... I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I um, really do, but I felt like he was proper overacting. Did you <laughs> yeah. overacting? I thought his acting was really good. Overacting though. a lot of scenes, like he was proper Al Pacino at points. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just I thought Jonah Hill was better than Leonardo DiCaprio in it. To be honest, um, I liked it. I didn't think it was brilliant. I thought it was good. I preferred the. Um, the Big Short, which came out a few months back with Christian Bale and Steve Carroll, Ryan Gosling. The Big Short, um, I don't think I've seen that. that. Final crash in, what was it, 2006, something like that, whenever it was. not seen that. that. That's a brilliant film, based on a true story, that is. I don't know if Wolf of Wall Street's based on a true story. Um, I'm going to guess it is. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was brilliant. Um, I didn't like the way he, um, he narrated certain scenes. Yeah, he spoke to camera a lot, didn't he? Which I always yeah, I mean, find a bit weird. I don't mind that, but I didn't like the fact that like he narrated the scene when he said, God knows how I managed to drive my car all the way home. Um, and I was thinking to myself, there's no way he did that. And then when the cop has arrested him, I thought, they're going to go outside and the camera's going to pan 
and show you his Lamborghini. He didn't pan, it just showed you a shot of his Lamborghini smashed up. And then he was like, and I did, I was totally wrong about it. And I was thinking, no, what, what, you, if you was narrating, you wouldn't really do that, would you? You would just, you know what that I mean? Was, that it, was one of my favourite bits. Yeah, it was funny, but it didn't make sense in a like, kind of pedantic way. If he was being a pedantic git like I was, it kind of it didn't make sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was a good film. Um, I mean, I don't know. Can't explain it. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I felt I should have because mm. Scorsese, I like Scorsese, I like DiCaprio, I do like Jonah Hill. Um, it just kind of, maybe it's because I watched a Big Short first. Maybe if I watched Wolf of Wall Street first, I would have thought, well, that was class. But because I watched Big Short first, which is based on a true story, and it's done all, I don't know. Mm. I prefer the way that was done. Yeah. I didn't like the whole. Um, the the way it was all, um, you know, the offices just getting like this is what we do on Wall Street, banging prostitutes, doing drugs, and you know, mm. so even back then, surely it wasn't like that in the Wall Street trading buildings. <laughs> it's, it's a true story. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a true story or not. To be honest, I don't think it was. But I don't know if it's an actual true story. But um, every time the eighties. Um, 80s bankers are portrayed in New York Stock Exchange is, is always yeah. portrayed as having so much money and that always seems to bring drugs and hookers yeah it's always been portrayed like that so I don't know how true that is whether that's just a stereotype that's stuck and they played it up yeah. to um, to effect but I don't know but um, I enjoyed it but yeah I didn't go mad on it like everyone seemed to yeah. it was a bit long too yeah, I mean, it was, I thought it was nearly finished when um, talking to his wife on the horses and his, his dad and his lawyer are saying to him, just just can it, you know, do three years in prison, get out, you still have millions of dollars. Mm. He's like, yeah, 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 and then he changed his mind, he got greedy again. When he went off for another hour, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hardcore. Mm. So, what else you watched? Um I've seen a couple at the cinema recently. I went to watch Finding Dory. I can't wait to see that. Is it good? Yeah, it is. It is. It is a, a, a very good Pixar film, but it's not a patch on Nemo. Ooh. That's not doesn't, it doesn't live up to it then. No, because Nemo's to me, Nemo's a classic. It is a true classic in my eyes. You know, it's probably my favourite Disney animated film. It's definitely my top five, top ten films of all time. I just think Nemo's, it's just got, it's perfectly balanced from start to end. Emotional punches all over the place. Um, lots of humour, lots of great little action sequences. Mm. And Finding Dory kind of, it's a bit of copy and paste in places. Um, you kind of, I think anyone knows how it's going to start. It's, it's pretty obvious how it all starts. You, you can guess it. And, um, it looks sublime as well. Um, and all the characters are really good in it, but it just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't have the same emotional punch. Yeah. It does in, it does in a couple of places, but every time they go through it in Nemo, it really does get you. <laughs> but in Dory, it kind of misses the, the spot a couple of times. But it's still a fine film, a really good film. But I should mention, before the film, the Pixar shorts, obviously, there is a Pixar short, The Place Before, called Piper, mm. which is possibly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I mean, the visuals, absolutely stunning. I mean, Pixar, it must have took them years to make this. I don't, maybe not. It's just unbelievably visually stunning. I was like, all these reviews, I was tweeting, I don't know if you saw it, people saying, never mind your Pixar, your door review. You should mention how good Piper is. The Pixar has <laughs> before. Stunning. And it's got it's really it's funny and that has a like um, a really nice um, emotional not punch but like moment in it. But it's mm. you'll see what I mean. Like when the birds on the set on the dry sand and it's moving the sand around and you can just see these tiny grand grains moving and naturally and you're like bloody hell. Yeah. Just nobody does it like Pixar. I mean nobody gets the budget, but they are amazing. So that gives a yeah. thumbs up. So where does it sit? Is it like, is it, oh, it's not really fair to do this, but in the, is it like better than Wally or is it not as good as, you know? Oh God, that's really hard to check because if I had to, if, you know, like if I could name like. Is it in your top five Pixar films? Well, let me think. The top five Pixar films would definitely be for me. Like obviously I'd have, on bottom two would be The Good Dinosaur and Brave straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Those two would be bottom two, um, and probably Cars two would be just above those. But my top. You think five Cars two is better than those two? I think Cars two is better than um, Brave and Good Dinosaur. I think the Good Dinosaur has two or three interesting moments in it, and that's it. Mm. Starts out greater, but as soon as he loses his um, his father, he just totally lost its pace. Um, Obviously, you could put all three Toy Stories in the top five. You could. The first Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah, that's great. I would probably give a Toy Story three because the furnace scene absolutely kills me. <laughs> um, obviously, my number one's Finding Nemo. Um, you'll have Wally in there. Uh, what else? Come on. So, um, yeah, I like the, Bugs Life, uh, I thought, was pretty poor. What? Bugs Life. I like Bugs Life, but like you say, it's it's not like the top five. Um, yeah. Up's not a top five film for me either. Oh, I love Up. Up's so good. I really, I really do like it, but I, I, I couldn't put that in the top five ahead of like Toy Story 1 or 2. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to put Toy Story 1, 2, 3 in the top five, but I don't really want to put Up in there ahead of them either. Well, I think if they all deserve to be there on merit, then they should all be there. 1, yeah. 2 and 3. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people hate cars, but I really, really like cars. I don't hate cars, but it's you know it's it's not great. I like it. I do. I really like the the kind of message they're putting across throughout. Mm. But um, I can't think of all the films at the top of my head. But Wally would be top five as well. I think that film's just a masterpiece. To be honest, I mean, you lose a bit of pace. Good. The the first hour. Um, I, I love Ratatouille as well. That's a fantastic film. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Inside Out. When is that um, um, Inside Out, top five, yeah. That film, <sighs> heavy. You've got to watch that being a dad. I know, I want to. I really want to see that. Yeah, it's so good and it's so um, it's so right about the emotions, children's emotions. <laughs> well. um, so here we go, here we go. I've got a list here. So I've got Toy Story. This is the order they came out in, I presume. Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo. God, Finding Nemo is old. Yeah. Um, the Incredibles, 
Yeah, that's a good film. It's not, uh, yeah, you know what, though? If I probably would track back, I probably would say that's a great film. Mm. Bad Bird, mate. Mm. Uh, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside that's Out. A- what are you going to say about Monsters University? It's not, I don't think that's a very good film. I think it's okay. It's it's, it's better than Brave, Cars 2, and um, The Good Dinosaur, but I think it's, you know, it's just... I think it's good. Not it's as good as... For the it's good. It's no, not, not better than good, but it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, and Finding Dory. Yeah, Inside Out for me. I mean, I know a lot of people who didn't like that, but I just thought, maybe it's because my parent, I just thought, I thought it was fantastic. And then in the upcoming films, you've got Cars 3, Coco. Yeah. What's Coco? Is that apparently, yeah, June 16th, 2017, apparently. And then you've got Incredibles 2 is coming out, isn't it? Incredibles 2, not till 2019, apparently. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 in 2018 and Coco, wherever that is. I don't know what that is. No. Oh, I just clicked on it. It looks like it's set in Mexico. Okay. It's got like the Mexican skull on it. Mm. Oh, is that the one about the Day of the Dead? Probably, yeah. That would make sense. That's a Mexican thing and it would probably would involve a skull. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the um, synopsis, but I remember hearing about that. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, Finding Dory is probably close. You know, I put it above a lot of the other films. It does feel like Pixar getting back to form, like Inside Out, and and Dory do feel like them getting back on form again. Because I think the good di- good dinosaurs in between those two, and I didn't like that at all. It dipped. I mean, I enjoyed the good dinosaur. I thought it was amazing to look at. Yeah, but, um, I think it had a lot of trouble, didn't it? It had a few different directors yeah. along the way, a few different story writers. It was a troubled film, but I think it was okay. I always describe it as the the Lion King without the songs, which without the up bits, because it, mm. it's just it's quite a depressing start, and it, yeah. there's, there's one like comic relief bit, and then it's just quite sort of somber and downbeat. Yeah. But yeah, it was alright. Yeah, well, that was the one film I went to watch, and then I went to watch on Saturday. Um, that was it, Saturday or Sunday. I went to watch Jason Bourne, mm. which um, I don't know what it is with me. Every time I go, I like um, when I first watched the first Jason Bourne, I was blown away, and then when I saw the trailers for Supremacy, I was like, totally worried, and then I was totally worried about Ultimatum, and. I waited for the fourth one to come out on DVD because I just had no interest in watching a Bourne film about Bourne. Mm. And then I was really worried about this and I watched it and it's always the same with me. I watch Bourne films in the cinema. I think, yeah, that was good. But then I seemed to watch them at home like, you know, five, six months later and I'm like, no, that was actually really, really good. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it was good. I mean, it did feel like it was treading a lot of old ground. You know, like car chase, bike chase, whatever, fight. Um a few more flashbacks, but um, it, it, it felt different enough. It felt like it was a worthy entry into his story, his timeline, and um, the action in it's brilliant. I mean, the first 20, 25 minutes, it's kind of, it's near enough non-stop. And then the car chase at the end, <laughs> on and on, and it's just brilliant. And some of the, the stunts they're doing it, I was like, oh my God. But yeah. Uh, a good return to form for the series, and I, I think I tweeted out that I, I 
I really do hope Greengrass and Diamond come back for another entry. How old's hope. Diamond now? You are? How old's Diamond now? Yeah, it's probably going to be about 45, 46, hasn't it? Oh, God. That's depressing. Yeah, the, I mean, the last Bourne film came out, I think it was 11 or 12 years ago. Could have been longer than that. Oh, God. The actual oh. Bourne 3, Ultimatum. I was at a wedding um, last week down in um, down south, and I was stayed at my mum's. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one came on, and my God, he looks young in that film. Yeah, he does. He, he can see so that. He's so baby-faced. He's can't you? Yeah. I always thought he didn't really look like he'd aged at all, like ever, because he's sort of... Yeah. But then you see that film, it's like, oh, my God, you're like... like a... He looks like a teenager now almost, doesn't he? Yeah, it's crazy. He looks so young yeah. in it. Like somehow younger than he looked when he was in um, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, God, yeah. That's a great film. You know, to be honest, I've seen bits of it. I've never seen it all the way through. You're kidding me, that's such a good film. No, it's on my classic list, don't worry. What to watch, ones to watch. Yeah. I'll be oh. dead before I get through them all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that's it. I'm going to watch Suicide Squad tomorrow, so if we do another pod, I'll uh, post my thoughts on that. Obviously, I'm going to... Um, it's getting... I don't know if it's getting panned, but I've heard it's not getting very good reviews. Some people are saying... It's better than BVS. Um, Batman vs so, Superman. Yeah, so to me that would mean it's a good a, a good film because I thought Batman v Superman was muddled, but I still found it watchable and I thought it was okay. And I watched the ultimate cut on Monday or Tuesday night with the kids, which is just under three hours long, and I actually enjoyed that more. I was a bit worried. I thought oh, I've made a mistake buying this, <laughs> but I enjoyed the um, ultimate cut. And I says to um my cousin, like, I know that they don't like to release cinema, films at the cinema that three hours long. And it was two hours 53 before the credits started to roll. I says, but the stuff they took out this cut to make it even shorter for the cinema is ridiculous because it just helps explain everything. You're not sitting there thinking, oh, hang on, when when did he find out? Yeah. He, Superman, when did he find out he was Batman? And how come, how come Clark Kent, how come Superman came, rescued... Lois, but didn't catch the bad guys. But and it shows you why all this happens at the beginning. You think to yourself, why did you take that out of the old, uh, the cinema re- theatrical release? You you know what I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like it showed this one scene where Clark Kent travels on the ferry across to Gotham, trying to speak to people about the Dark Knight, about Batman. You know, and he speaks to this guy on these steps, and he says, "If I was you, you're in the wrong neighborhood. Get out of here before it turns dark." And um, he's like, I'll be all right, obviously, Superman. Yeah. And he says, and, um, he says something about Batman. He says, um, don't you fear him? And he says, no. He says, I haven't done nothing wrong. I've got nothing to fear. And um, he says to him, I don't know what's got into him, but he, he's angry. He's, 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 he, there's some sort of, something's got him mad because there's, he, there's some sort of rage in him now. And obviously he's, um, he's employing about Superman. How mad he is about you know what happened at Wayne Terror and that, and I thought to myself, why would you take that out? Because it gives it gives Clark Kent more reason, more reasoning behind his why he wants to stop Batman. Mm. You know what I mean? What, why would you take that? The kind of like they obviously just had to take something out. Well, they didn't have to, but they they obviously wanted to hit a time. 
Oh, I could think of plenty of bits they could have took out that, that just did not make sense, but... Yeah. So you've seen that tomorrow, Suicide Squad? Yes, looking forward to it. I don't care what people think. I, mean, I learned a long time ago to stop caring what critics write about films and games and just, you know, listen to friends or just... Uh, just um, Make up your own mind. I mean, Ghostbusters didn't get the greatest reviews. I really enjoyed that. Even people on the forum that go on this panini. I think a few of them tried to bait me into, you know, get into an argument. But you know, I enjoyed it, so I don't care if they didn't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're maturing, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's why. That's why I'm not playing games as much. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've been off your games. So you've just been film, film, films. Yeah, I've been. I have patches down. I like, you know, it's like I'm not really into gaming, but I, 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 at the moment. But I've seen the sale, and there's a couple of items I really want on there. But I've downloaded a couple from the sale tonight. I got um that game you took me free. Um, Oxen Free. Yeah, that looks I've never fantastic. heard of that. But yeah, I watched the trailer. I thought this looks good. Yeah, it does. Little, uh, review search and thought, yep, yeah, I'm having that. And then I bought um this little War of Mine because that's got like seventy percent off. Mm. And I didn't fancy paying twenty five pounds to be depressed, but I'll pay uh, six quid or whatever I just paid to be a little bit depressed. Because oh, that film, they, it looks, it looks like it's going to be emotional. <laughs> but I want yeah. to try it. I want to see what, see what it's, see what it's like. Yeah. We well, you know those games are recommended to you, like Park, Oxenfree, and Laser Fear. Mm. Laser Fear and Park aren't actually like Outlast, Outcast, or Outlast horror games. They're actually walking simulator horror games. All oh, right. Don't, I'm sure a friend told me a month or so ago that you don't actually die in them. The, the, the shocks just, you know, they just pop up as and when mm. in the storyline. So uh, that, to me, is the kind of horror game I want to play now. Yeah, because I, I did look at both of those, The Park and Layers of Fear, yeah. and I just thought, oh, I'm just I'm just not feeling horror right now. I don't know why. I'm normally up for a bit yeah. of horror. just not feeling it. Because the one thing I learned about Layers of Fear is it does have technical issues like... Um, Firewatch. I never had really many technical issues with Firewatch. I had one bit where it crashed. I had to replay a little bit, but that's yeah, it. I mean, a lot of people have mind about the, the the frame rate and stuttering up. I never had any of that until the very end when the spoke. Yeah, I've heard it does have technical issues, but they released a new piece of DLC yesterday for four parents, which is called um, Inheritance, I think. For, but, um, for what? For Layers of Fear. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Um... <laughs> Uh, what was that game we were just talking about? Bears of Fear? No, before that, you were talking about... Um... Firewatch. Yeah, Firewatch. I thought there was DLC for that. I was like, what? Yeah. No, not for that. But um, I think I might pick up that Layers of Fear. For some of it, I'm going to pick up Layers of Fear and Park. Or I might get Layers of Fear and Oxen Free. If you pick up Layers of Fear... Um... Yeah. And you broadcast. Let me know because I'll, I'll fancy watching it more than playing it. I think. Okay, now. That'd be a good game to broadcast to build a camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get. I, I, I recorded in. Um, what's that game called? Where you, um, you take branching decisions. It's got the girl from Hero in it. Oh, until dawn. Until dawn. Yeah, um, that had a camera feature where it records. It know where well, obviously the game knows when there's a scare coming, a big like yeah. jump scare, and it records you. 
and I recorded all of them for myself. I didn't jump once. I don't know if it's because I knew the camera was on, but I was just mm-hmm. like proper stiff up a little British going, nope, that's not going to scare me. <laughs> Wounded yourself. Impossibly, yeah. I was just like, nope, that's not scary. Wait, it made me jump, but you you couldn't see me jump. I was very poker yeah. faced. It was very British broadcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you get more viewers on the um, on the cameras as well when you the when you broadcast anything. Probably once again, just time out as well. Yeah, I broadcast um, my whole playthrough of as um, Abzu. So if anyone wants to watch it instead of play it, you can see my whole playthrough on um, YouTube over two bits. Actually, I think, oh, the, yeah. I think the very beginning, I didn't broadcast the like, first 10 minutes because I forgot. How does that work then? How do you record that much gameplay? It, you um, broadcast from YouTube and it records it? Yeah, it's just instantly on YouTube. Oh, so if you, anything you broadcast through YouTube goes on your channel? Yeah. Well, that's cool. So I made sure to turn the camera off. <laughs> I didn't want me on there on YouTube. So I wonder why I've looked into that. It's cool, because you could do, you could play and talk and all that would go on there. Again. You could play and talk if you had the camera, because the camera's got a microphone in it, so you could play a game, record it and talk, and it would all just go straight onto YouTube when you finished. It just automatically records, or do you have to change any options? I think it automatically records. Cool, I'll have a look into that. You're tempted by the camera, I mean, are you tempted by, how tempted by VR are you? Are you going to pick it up, do you think? No, not on day one, not at all. There's just nothing there that I want. The only game I'm interested in playing, not game, I want to play the mini games a little bit, like the shark one underwater and that. Yeah. But I don't, there's no big games on there, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think we'll, um, we'll wrap it there. I think we've run out of uh, things you've watched and things I've played. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I've mentioned it while I've been talking, but we do have a Tumblr where we occasionally post stuff. I'm going to try and post more, but currently there's a, a bit on the Nintendo NX on there that I've written. Um, so you can go and have a read of that. That's on our Tumblr, which is We Don't Go Out, of course. Uh, Twitter, We Don't Go Out, and the website is We Don't Go Out. Uh, Instagram, We Don't Go Out. Um, you can also get us individually on Twitter. I'm at Anthony Holtz. Dave is at DaveHolmes82. Um, we'll be back in probably two weeks time with another episode of the podcast and uh, yeah thank you for listening spread the word rate us on iTunes all lovely jubbly thank you very much (laughs) see you later Have you seen this trailer for this film, this game coming to PlayStation 4 called Pray for the Gods? Oh, yeah. It was a Kickstarter. You told me about it last episode. Yeah, it's confirmed for PlayStation 4 now. Oh, you liked to look at that, didn't you? I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, it's, um, it's been confirmed. I don't know. It's been, it's been backed on Kickstarter or Sony or found money at it to make sure it get, comes to PlayStation, but it's on its way now. Mm. I'll tell you what else is on its way. That Inside Out, or Inside, Inside, Inside Out's the Pixar film we were talking about, no, Inside. Yeah, it's coming at the end of the month, isn't it? I cannot wait, I was, I was, that's the one game I was jealous about on Xbox One, now it's coming.
gagging. See, that's the f- that's weird game for me because I don't know much about it because obviously you don't want to watch anything on it sort of ruin the experience. But I didn't think Lim- Limbo was very good. I thought it was okay. So I'm not overly excited about um, Inside coming out now. I'm just going to wait for it to go on sale. Uh, yeah, I liked Limbo a lot. Not as much as, as some people. Some people rave about that game, but it was very good. Um but this, I think, sounds like it's doing a lot more. It's more and more ambitious, and I think it's um, connecting with people again. I'm, I'm very interested. Again, I know next to nothing about it, but yeah, excited. When Microsoft showed it off, E3 like two years ago, it said first on Xbox One. Mm. It never said like exclusive. It just said first on. I was like, oh, so it's mm. coming then. What about that Cupheads? Is that ever going to come up? Or is that Microsoft made? Yeah, no, that's, I think it's published by Microsoft. Sheesh.